0: You're listening to Pod Fabula Productions, a mashup of fiction, nonfiction, ideas, and commentary, created and narrated by your author host, Victor Aquista. Today's episode Misericord Mercy Series, Book One. Year 2446, and the first three horsemen of Revelation's Apocalypse have ridden. Pestilence, war, and famine have changed the world into a dictatorship ruled with an iron fist. Commoners have few rights, and liberty is a distant memory. But before the final horseman is released, the Archangel of Mercy, Zadkiel, makes a bold plea asking for permission to find even one human who remembers the meaning of mercy and compassion. He is given one hundred years until death will sweep across the land. And so he must ride. Taking human form and coming to earth, he finds a place ruled by greed, hatred, and fear. With time running out and death growing impatient, can Zadkiel find what he is looking for? And how much... Will he need to sacrifice? Welcome back, listeners. I just read you the back jacket of the superb fantasy novel *Misericord* by Cynthia Morgan. To discuss her many writing and artistic accolades and accomplishments would take up most of the show. I'll include links to her website, award-winning blog, author page, and so on in the show notes so you can see for yourself. But don't take my word for it you can listen to the author herself as she narrates a scene and then shares some backstory and offers insight into characters and plot. For the moment, I'll share with you that Misericorde completely enthralled me with moving and memorable characters. Cynthia's narrative style is captivating and almost lyrical in places and her writing will sweep you into the story. Tragically, Humanity's collective greed and failed stewardship of the planet have unleashed three of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, accompanied by destruction and regression into a pre-technological dystopian future. Zadkiel, the Archangel of Mercy, searches for someone to stave off release of the final apocalyptic horseman, the Archangel of Death. Listen now to this Podfabla production's first-ever narration by a featured author, Misericord by Cynthia Morgan
1: Early morning dawned lavender pink in the eastern sky, the chiming of crickets and katydids slowly diminishing as darkness faded. Unable to sleep, Zadkiel got up carefully and walked softly to the open door, where he gazed out onto the neglected yard. It was a shame that such a lovely place stood derelict and deserted, but he knew there were many places that had, at one time, been cherished and well cared for, yet now stood in silent retrospect of days that might never come again. Time was growing short. One hundred years had dwindled to four. It had taken much longer than he originally anticipated, and had required far greater sacrifices from him than he ever could have imagined. But he'd found what he'd been looking for. He'd found a truly merciful soul. Now, however, an even greater urgency faced him. He had to find some place of safety where he could protect what he'd searched for and finally found, what he'd sacrificed so much to gain. Death would not be merciful. A full third of all who remained would yet be lost. Justice for centuries of injustice was about to be unleashed. Sitting down on the top step of the porch, he closed his eyes and raised his face to the dawning sun, allowing it to renew his strength while he contemplated the place of mercy. If it was all Lordus claimed, It was more of a blessing than anyone might ever have realized. If pestilence had not only blessed the land with abundance, but placed upon it a blessing of protection so powerful it had held all the horsemen at bay through the centuries, then it would be the only place on the planet where death could not touch them. Why pestilence would have done such a thing was another matter entirely. But he doubted one of the horsemen would create a region where none of them could enter without a good reason. The horsemen were uncompromising when it came to their purpose. They were unbending and unwavering. They had to be. Fulfilling such an extreme purpose required intractable resolve. There was only one reason pestilence would have created such an enduring barrier. He would only have done such an extraordinary thing if creating it was part of his individual function. But that posed an entirely new question. If he had been given such a directive to create a safe realm where none of the horsemen could fulfill their purpose, then it must have already been known that hundreds of years later, that same place he blessed would be needed again, needed by the archangel So he could fulfill his purpose. Bowing his head, Zadkiel closed his eyes in recognition of a mystery far greater than his understanding could unravel, and he gave thanks for what had been prepared. Now all he had to do was find the place. May we show our thankfulness through kindness, and appreciate our blessings through generosity. When I wrote this simple blessing, I didn't realize its full significance, or how it would come to be the backbone of the Mercy series. Originally meant to show how surprisingly different the great-grandparents of Lourdes were in comparison to the rest of the world, this maxim quickly evolved into much more. Supporting the overarching plot on multiple levels, it not only served as the reason why her grandparents were spared when they were visited by pestilence, but it also became the reason the Place of Mercy was created and endured for so long. It offered itself as a guiding principle for all those who lived there, and for hundreds of years, it developed into a philosophy that nurtured Lourdes during her childhood, which ultimately helped to create the person, Zadkiel, came to Earth to find. More than this, however, it was, is, and shall become a sanctuary of unparalleled importance in the story. The place of mercy is the only place on the planet where Zadkiel and Lourdes will be safe from the final horseman, death, if they can find it. In the scene you just heard, Tzadkiel ponders the profound mystery of the Place of Mercy. He wonders about how such a place could be created by one of the horsemen. Was it possible that it was created for a purpose, that it was not to fulfill for hundreds of years? Were the actions taken by pestilence, all part of some master plan, or was it merely a coincidence that one piece of the puzzle after the other fell into place, creating not only the person he'd come to find, but the sanctuary they would both need to survive? The scene is meant to give readers a chance to pause, and perhaps to consider the mysteries of their own lives. Are things just fated to happen by chance at the whim of an unconnected universe? Or are the delicate threads of time and the trials and choices we make woven together into the tapestry of our lives? If they are, then perhaps by showing our thankfulness through kindness and appreciating our blessings through generosity, we can create our own place of mercy. Perhaps. In order to find any sort of sanctuary, all we need to do is create it. I'd like to thank Victor for inviting me as a guest on his podcast and hope you've enjoyed this brief insight into the Mercy series.
0: Thanks so much, Cynthia, for inspiring us all with your words. Listeners should take note that a maxim is, quote, a succinct formulation of a fundamental principle, general truth, or rule of conduct, close quote. Interestingly, it's a French word derived from medieval Latin and is beautifully consistent with the setting for this novel. The author's original maxim, show thankfulness through kindness and appreciate blessings through generosity represents a wonderful way to conduct ourselves and is a call to action. Cynthia Morgan has not only given us a beautiful story, but also a generous portion of wisdom and encouragement. I look forward to the continuation of this story in Book 2, Clandestine. That's a wrap for today's show. Hope you enjoyed listening, and please be sure to check the links in the show notes for more information about today's featured guest author. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode. Check out the show notes for information about Podfabla Productions' Facebook page, my author website, and the eight streaming platforms that carry the show. Until next time...